Welcome, everybody, to episode 106 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. And uh, I don't know if you guys can tell by the uh, by the title, we might actually be talking about watches primarily today. It's been it's been a while since uh, since we've done that uh, for for our listeners. I know we've had a lot of fun topics lately between Method Vermouth, between talking about being a travel luxury writer with Alexandra Cini, talking about Formula One with our buddies Josh, Mike, and Matt. We're actually going to get back to uh, to watches, which is nice. And it's it's you know speaking of things that haven't happened in a while, uh, we got all three of us here tonight. Uh, Spangler's back, everybody. He he was able to take some time <laughs> out of his busy schedule uh, of horses and other large farm animals to join us. Uh, so Spangler, welcome back. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. We missed, missed you, too, buddy. Yeah, we missed you too. <laughs> so uh, so. Exactly. Back you know, we're, we're, we're glad to see that you're still alive and kicking down there in Louisiana. Uh, rocking the Ryan guest hat, which, uh, you know, we all, we all love. Um, speaking of that, I'm still working on sending that beer to our buddies at Spirit of Time. Uh, trying to ship beer and or buy beer from Ohio in California is a bit more of a challenge than we thought. So Matt and Greg, we're working on it. We've been texting about it. I've got their addresses. We're good. Uh, the glitter bombs were no problem. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll we'll get to that at some point. Maybe we should just maybe we should just send them some method. You know, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, it's probably actually easier to send them some method vermouth than it is to send them local beer. Um, So anyway, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what they end up getting in the mail with those glitter bombs. Um, (laughs) So you know, we should we should probably start out as we always do. So Spangler, it's been a while. I'm curious what's on the wrist and what's in the glass. Um, well, on the wrist is not going to be the sub, even though I normally wear that day to day. I figured I would switch it out because I, uh, I wear it most of the time. So I've got the IWC chrono on tonight on a lovely yellow ribbed for pleasure NATO strap. (laughs) It's great. I love it. Oh boy. Oh boy. I love it. (laughs) This is a family podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say anything. Y'all are the ones thinking thinking He's bad thoughts here. Really enjoys that texture on his wrist. Um, anyway, of course, that's, that's why I like it more. <laughs> um, in the glass, very very simple. Some just normal Baton Rouge tap water. Because unfortunately, my schedule dictates that I have to get up at five thirty in the morning most days. So uh, I like to keep it simple and not be hungover. That early. No there fun. No bueno. Well, I will say that somebody, somebody that we know who sometimes listens to the podcast will be very excited that one of us is wearing an IWC. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and anyway, so uh, Buzzy, what have you got for us tonight? All right. I mean, life, life hack, Evan. If you just stay up the entire night, you can be just really tired in the morning instead of hungover <laughs> in the morning. So that's, that yeah, that's is true. always something in the toolkit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, dear listeners, we still like watches. I know we, we've been away from them for a long time. I am wearing, at this point, Old Reliable, the Black Bay 58. My tutor, it, um, Spence and I were discussing it uh, when I was over at his house recently. There's a reason why so many like to-watch collections are... A Black Bay 58 and insert 
blank, right? Um, it's just very good. And I still really like it. Speaking of things that are just really good and I really like in the glass, I've got some Glenlivet 12 on rocks. I thought about uh, mixing a cocktail. I mixed some cocktails this weekend and I, I just felt like uh, taking it easy. Although I do have to say, uh, if you like your Manhattans up, you know, the way they're supposed to be, uh, a, a proper cocktail coupe, as opposed to just like a martini glass that you have around really elevates the experience. It's, it's definitely the better uh, vessel for, for your drink. Another tip, another uh, thing, because I was up at uh, my buddy Joey's house, he had those little uh, like bamboo skewers for your garnish. Yeah, a, a little, little simple garnish like that really elevates the experience. You don't have to fish the uh, cherry out at the end. So maybe the next time we're, we're recording. Yeah. Suspense. What, what about uh, you? What, what's going on? So we're just going to go ahead and start with what's in the glass. Um, I like fishing, but not tonight. So there's no cherry in my Manhattan because I'm not as fancy as buzz. Um, <laughs> I have a Buffalo trace Manhattan with of course some method vermouth. And because I ran out of regular Ango, as Corey would say, I now am using my orange Ango and I'm going to say I, it's been a while since I've had a Manhattan with orange bitters in it instead of the, the traditional and between the orange bitters and the significantly better than what I normally drink vermouth, this might be a new go-to. It, it, it's, it's pretty solid. Um, adding a Luxardo cherry makes it even better. Um, you know, it's, it's a Thursday night, so I'm not getting overly fancy and I'm, I'm running a little low on the, on the Luxardos. So I figured, you know, I'll use those a little bit more sparingly, but this has been a, a pretty excellent experience, uh, since I, since I accidentally ran out of Angostura bitters, uh, and had to switch to their, their orange, uh, their, their orange Angos. So, um, been a big fan of that. Um, so that's a, a, a unique unique twist, if you will, on the traditional Manhattan. Uh, and, you know, after we talked with Corey, I've been mixing them a little bit heavier on the vermouth. And I got to say, I get it. I get like it just you have the right if you have the right bourbon or the right rye, like it it goes really well. I, I want to try some of those more um, high rise or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he was calling them, but like the the, the, the more rye focused um versions that he's been talking about lately instead of the uh um the ones that sometimes you get they're like 55 percent rye actually we got mentioned uh by our friends over at stuff and whiskey um for the on their youtube channel uh and they were they were doing a blind taste test of uh i think it was knob creek rye and it was their bottled and bond and they're like this this is really sweet this is really sweet and they're like oh this is a rye oh it must be like one of those 51 percent ryes they, they liked it quite a bit, or at least Josh did. His wife, Erin, was less enamored with it. Um, but yeah, that was one of their more recent videos. Um, just, just a lot of fun. If you haven't checked out their channel uh, on YouTube, you should go do that. Um, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like at some point it's, it's inevitable we'll have them on the podcast. Maybe we'll do a, t- a tasting with them at some point, um, just because it seems that would seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, they're down in Nashville. So, uh, it's decently local to us. They're, they're between where Buzzy and I are and Spangler is geographically. Um, 
So that's a, that's a bit of a long winded say way to say I'm drinking a Manhattan with orange bitters. Uh, <laughs> and uh, on my wrist is actually a, a new watch edition that I posted today uh, because it is Thoris day. And I finally, I finally made the decision on the watch to get for my third son. Um, and it, yeah, for, for a long time, I had been thinking that I was going to end up with a Grand Seiko. And just the more I thought about that piece compared to the other two pieces and just how everything fit together, it, it just really seemed to make sense that the Oris Aquas 41.5 millimeter that came out in 2021 uh, with a caliber 400 in it was the way to go. Um, it's a dive watch just like the rest of them. I actually got the one with the gray dial that kind of fades out to uh, black it has a black matched date wheel. The bezel is fantastic. It has the, uh, the very easy um, quick change bracelet to rubber. Um, just, just, I got it over the weekend and just, I'm absolutely enamored with it. It's, it's one of those that just, when I was on the trip in Vail, a lot of people were wearing these. And the more I saw them in the wild, I was just like, man, that just looks really good on wrist. And it just, it had to happen. So uh, really excited about this. Uh, been wearing it quite a bit lately. And I think it just slots in slots in nicely. And, you know, it'll be it'll be fun to to pass this one down at some point. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I can't say enough about it. I'm, I'm really really, really enjoying this one. Um, bezel's great. I did finally size the bracelet. I know when Buzzy was over here trying it on, um, I was too lazy to size the bracelet when I first got it. So I was like, well, it's got a quick release strap and I bought the strap too. So I'm just going to throw it on the rubber because it's easier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so that rubber, uh, is very clever because it's got a deployant Mm -hmm. on it. And the one with the like toolless micro adjust, like the one with the built-in slider, is only on the largest size Aquas, um, but uh, on the forty-one and a half, so the one the one that Spence has, you're able to kind of easily slide um, the part that is attached to like the side of the strap that has the the holes in it. You're able to easily slide it, but there's a feature right at the end of the strap that prevents it from easily falling yes. off, uh, which I thought was was really clever. I mean, that's that's a nice low um, complexity way to to solve that problem. It is, and the other thing too is I have a I have a seven inch wrist, and it's one of those where you can. It's got some spots on the on the non holes side where you could cut to get it into the, into the clasp and then, you know, run it through if you, if you needed to be a little bit tighter. The thing that I noticed was that if I left it, if I left the deployment in the hole that I would be using, because it has such short lugs, um, it was tough to get it on over, over my hand. So I, I actually was like, I was like, okay, this is kind of a, kind of a challenge. So it's like, I, I started popping it out. And I was like, well, I don't want to drop. And then it's like, it's like, well, the, the end of the strap has this really weird, like notch and kind of, I was like, I wonder what that's for. And then I was like, then I slid all the way. I was like, oh, it doesn't come off. I was like, oh, that's genius. Like, that's exactly why that exists. <laughs> like, so that, if, so that if you have it on a smaller setting, you don't want to cut the strap or you don't like it. It doesn't quite get over your hand. If, you, if you're like our buddy Chancellor, who has a massive hand and a skinnier wrist, this is how they solve that problem. It also works for the dive extension and other things like that. The, the metal clasp um, has a, a standard dive extension to um, really actually had, wore it for the first time on the bracelet today and really am actually quite liking it. Um, 
the fact that the center links are brushed and the outer edges are polished um, really ca- it, it gives it a nice gleam, but it's not, I like that it's a little bit reverse of what you normally see because it's more polished or sorry, it's more brushed than it is polished. Um, it just kind of, it all fits with the, the tool watch vibe. Yeah. Well, one of my friends at work has an older Aquas and it's, it's just the right amount of shiny for, for something that's still a sports mm-hmm. watch. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty slick. It just wears so well. I mean, this at 41 and a half, it doesn't look like 41 and a half. It looks sub 40, just the way it sits with the short lug to lug and the fact that the case is mainly round. Like it just, it, I really love what they've done with it. And like I said, just the more I kept thinking about these watches and seeing them on people. And I think that was part of it was like, I, I hadn't really seen as many on people like out in the wild. And it's like, saw like half the people in Vail when we were on that trip, were wearing these and I was like, you know something, it's just look really good. <laughs> Like, it, I don't know, they don't call it peer pressure or whatever. It's like, you know, just see, it's like, I it just wears really well. So anyway, well, speaking of new things, you all may have noticed in either the tagline or in the post or, or wherever that we have a sponsor. It only took us two years. A sponsor? A sponsor. Uh, the Whiskey and Watches <laughs> podcast for uh, at least at least a little while is brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, one of the uh, one of the premier uh, men's grooming systems, uh, as well as other men's care product, uh, and I got to say, they sent us some 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 things to try out. I'm really I'm really quite impressed with the quality and the design of of the of the two trimmers they sent us. Um, I got to say, shaving regardless of where it is with a light uh, attached to the the clippers, I don't see how that's a bad thing. Like to me, it just makes seeing things. Like I said, I I, I started trying. Like I had a pretty solid like good week and a half beard going when we first got, I was like, all right, before, before we go anywhere else with this, um, we're going to go ahead and just try it on the face. Just like, I want to see what I'm doing. And and I I can tell you having the light, I usually, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm shaving my beard, I end up missing some hairs around like the back of my ear. Didn't miss them with this because I could see exactly what I was cutting. Um, the nose hair trimmer, which I believe is called the weed whacker. Uh, I love it. You know, everyone, everyone, (laughs) let's be real. Most of us guys, or at least the dads, you know, enjoy all the landscaping stuff, you know, maintaining your yard, all that kind of stuff, the, all the tongue in cheek, the, the lawn mower is the trimmer. The weed whacker is your, is your nose hair trimmer. Um, you know, crop revitalizers, things like that. Um, you know, no, everyone wants to have a dank lawn. Nobody wants a real dank lawn. Let's be real about it. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, the nose hair trimmer is actually quite nice. It doesn't feel like an afterthought. Like most of the ones that you get that attach to another clipper, or an afterthought attachment. It's kind of obnoxious to get up there. This one, nice and slender in the hand, really gets up there. Um, honestly, could probably use a light, but that's another. Thing. <laughs> like, I'm just like I'm now all on team light on everything. More light, the better. Um, and yeah, you know the 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 deodorant that they that they sent, and and you know some of the other. Um, you sit in an office chair all day, and just sometimes things get a little. There's a little bit of a funk. So anything you can do to lessen that funk. I'm all for it, even if you're the only one smelling it. And also, let's be real, nobody wants, nobody, you know, we're all, we're all watch nerds. Nobody wants an errant wrist hair to, to like clog up. Like the one time you get a good wrist shot and you got a hair over the dial, like just nobody, nobody wants that. Like they got a nice guard. If you don't want to go, you know, full swimmer style on your arms or anywhere else, 
Like they got guards that, that, you know, they help. So I don't know. I've, I've been really enjoying exp- in using these products. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a breath of fresh air, if you will. Spangler, what do you think? Uh, well, you're mentioning the guards there, Spence. I think, uh, absolutely. You should probably use them. The pack came with two, both great fit on great attachments. Use them. If you're going to go down to some more sensitive areas, um, you know, I, I'll just say that. Not from Let's just be safe. But definitely use be the safe. guards. Yeah. Yes. And if you are trimming those more sensitive areas, I will say the build quality, everything about this, fantastic. And, you know, I'm not just saying that because, I, you know, they gave it to us. Um, mm-hmm. It really is nice. Uh, it looks great. Wireless charging fantastic. Too. The light, like you said. It is. Yeah, wireless charging. Big fan. Yep. Yep. Um, we'll say Spence, like you said, with the light, fantastic. Never experienced that before, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's very nice. Yeah. You, you don't really know what you're missing until you actually have it. So if y'all haven't experienced that, I, I highly recommend it. it it's good for what it, it's good for what exactly. it's supposed to be used for. Let's just say that. But yes. without a doubt, without a doubt. And, yes. and just kind of some clarifications, so yes, Manscaped, they, they sent us some free products. Spence said they sent us two trimmers. They sent us two trimmers for each person. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So in the inquiring, Very good want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have a lot at this podcast, but we do have a fully staffed devotion to accuracy department here. So yes, two, two, two free trimmers <laughs> per person. Very important. I can't add a whole lot uh, to what my co-hosts had said the light is the differentiator. Also, I, I like the fact it's got uh, ceramic yes. blades. Yeah, I, I love high high compressive strength material. Every every watch nerd <laughs> loves ceramic, so you can, won't fade on can have it uh, doing the work. Yeah, they, they, they did good. At, they did good. And with it's that. it's waterproof. Uh, that's yep. That's that's what mm-hmm. they say. It's a wonderful thing. So okay, we have been talking about personal grooming products for longer than any of our dear listeners ever would have thought. I mean, I think we're going on four Mm -hmm. minutes now. That's, that's a lot longer of an ad read than Mm -hmm. we needed to. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop this uh, right now with the call to action. (laughs) If you want something from Manscaped, use our promo code buzzcut for 20% off and free <laughs> shipping. Be sure to use the promo code. It lets Manscaped know that we yes. sent you. That's right. 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BUZZCUT. What's that one more time? Buzz. There you go. Cut. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it was. We've been waiting for that for a long time. We finally made it. We'll see how long this continues. Um, but, you know, that that all depends on our listeners and using the promo code. Buzz there you go. cut. All right. Um, but, yes, yeah, so thank you to our partners at Manscaped. Uh, really been enjoying the product so far. Uh, go check it out if you're so inclined. Um, we should probably talk about watches some more uh, since, you know, that's uh, we haven't done that in a while. There's a lot to catch up on. Um, our friends at Spirit of Time did a, a pretty good um, – pretty good episode uh on on the omega releases because it's way past 2006 so these are all omegas um 
And I got to say, I, I like a lot of, of what they came out with this year. Um, I'm curious as to how where I, th- I feel like the ultra deep. Um, I like it in steel better than in titanium. If I'm honest, I like some of the colorways better than others. Um, I feel like they're going to be more wearable than they should be, but they're still going to be really big. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, almost two centimeters. Big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, utterly impressive for what they're bringing to the table. It, are any of those watches that they just released, like your everyday wearer? No. Is a super cool flex piece. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, I gotta say, Spence, you said you uh, were more fan of the stainless steel versus titanium. I gotta say, I I really dug it's, the titanium. It's I, cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. It just, yeah, it. They're they're all cool. Stainless steel, titanium, both very cool. Just looking up on a NATO. It just fits on that. I'd, I'd love to try it on. I can't wait till we're able to do that. It. The only thing about cool. the only reason why, it, like, the, I love the look of the titanium and the mantle lugs are really cool. But like, you're taking an 18 millimeter thick watch and putting it on a double pass NATO. Like, it's <laughs> gonna be too, it's gonna be two centimeters tall on your yeah. wrist. Yeah. Yeah, you have to neuter so it's be that. Nineteen NATO. centimeters, yeah, even nineteen then. millimeters tall on your wrist. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one millimeter well, really makes a difference. Don't even get me started on that because <laughs> I feel like that people are like, "Oh, that Norcane you have in is is super thick," and it's like it's the same as the Tudor. And if you put the Tudor FXD on a double pass, it's the same as that, and everyone loves the FXD. So, don't at me, but you can at me. <laughs> <laughs> the the mantle lugs are are super cool. I hope that at some point those would actually find their way into a different, like more wearable, right? Something thinner, like an FXD uh, that would be pretty, pretty uh, slick. And let's be real here. It's not just any sort of steel. It's O dash mega steel, which uh, you got to love just some, some shameless, shameless marketing, with your metal. I mean, they should have made it Omega Steel. <laughs> Definitely. Eh, maybe it is. And they, they just didn't deign to, to put the long E mark in there. It's going to be to me, I can tell you that. Yeah. I would be interested, uh, you know, based on my day job, exactly what the heck they did to that uh, stainless <laughs> to essentially double the, uh, the yield rating the yield strength that is and i really hope it's not something like corny like they picked the absolute weakest dumbest uh stainless steel to compare it to like i hope that's some real real metallurgy yeah which one which which one do you think is the most comfortable to wear setup because they've got some with the bracelet, some with, with rubber. I mean, obviously the, the NATO is going to be un, unwieldy. Like I, I reject that that one will be easy wearing on its face. So I think in my head, it really depends on how well they did the end links. And what I will say there is as of late, 
it seems like Omega has kind of figured that out. If you look at the new Speedy versus the old Speedy, I got to say every once in a while I'll throw mine on a NATO or on a different strap and it literally lasts about half the day and I'm just like, nope, it's got to go back on that bracelet. It's too comfortable. Like that, that watch is on that bracelet. That's in my head. And I can say that I tried on the new Seamaster 300 that came out. Got a new bracelet, better taper, better end links. Again, fits better than the previous version, which I really liked. Um, they seem to have figured out what Seiko and Oris have known for a while, let's be real, how to make end links drape better. So my guess is, depending mm-hmm. on the flexibility of the rubber strap and how it fits to the watch, it's not going to have the same articulation unless they designed it really well. Like they did the, the Seamaster 300 professional, the 300 M rubber. I feel like the bracelet's going to be the way to go. I mean, we're always team. If you can buy the bracelet, buy the bracelet. Like that's always been our, our, our stance anyway. But I feel like since they figured out their end links and it's got, it looks like it has a good taper on the bracelet with a fair, like it's a longer class, but it has a lot going on in that class when it's a thinner one. Like, I feel like the bracelet's going to be the way to go, especially to balance out how, I mean, come on. It's an 18 millimeter thick watch of like Omega steel. It's going to be heavy and you don't want it to be top heavy. That's my opinion. Hmm. Having not tried it on. (laughs) Yeah. I I think you want the weight, you want additional weight, but distributed around your wrist. So that, so it's putting less of a moment on your wrist as you, flail about doing your daily activities yeah but that's also purely academic because let's be real i'm not uh dropping five digits worth of uh federal reserve notes on a uh one one trick pony super super deep watch it is cool i will say the dial combinations they did with some of the great like they look good they look like you kind of hope that some of those color combos trickle down into the regular planet ocean line, which hasn't really been touched a lot lately. So maybe there'll be more stuff to come. Um, they did also come out with some pretty slick 38 millimeter aqua terras uh, in a bunch of different colors. Yes, that's right. A, it's good to, good to see uh, fun colors all over the, the place. Right. Uh, I think, now, there there was that batch of watches that came out. Obviously, the the Oyster Perpetuals. And that's kind of what springs to mind when when those came out in all sorts of crazy colors. And there were a lot of other colorful watches that came out around them mm-hmm. that like clearly were not a reaction to to those OPs because the timeline just just doesn't work. Or as cotton candies were right. one of them too, like just awesome pastels and a bronze cake. Like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to cool to see color being, uh, you know, everybody's getting with the program now and offering wild colorways. Yeah, I really don't. I don't want this to be true, but I was thinking about it the other day because obviously, in watches, it kind of shifts between what is the new mm-hmm. quote unquote in colorway. What if like these brands are just like putting out these colors and saying, "Ooh, what sells the most?" and then let's shift to that to be our like new main cool. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Give me like ten minutes to cover one other thing, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, (laughs) We'll get to that. 
All right. We'll get to that. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it's interesting, um, too, that they yeah, went with a sunray exactly. finish instead of the teak dial. Uh, I really like the teak dial. I'd be curious to see what these sunrays look like in person. Uh, I don't know if that's a hit or a miss. Um, but it's definitely, like, it's a very bright sunray finish on most of those, from what you can tell, compared to, like, the Rolexes, which were definitely a, a matte flat, you know, in the in their, in their the OPs. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the the kind of star of the show though was um, the speedies in moonshine gold with the uh, the the hunter green dial and uh, then the panda and mm. they both come on that. I mean they're they're unobtainium, but I mean holy cow! Like I'm kind of with bro on that. Like there's certain models of speedy where like that in that in that color combination in gold could I sell everything I own to get that and just rock that one watch? I'd consider it. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think that green, the green, the green is a little bit darker, I think than most people. Like it makes it a little bit harder to read, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really drawn to that one. I know the Panda is really kind of gorgeous and that on a bracelet would be unbelievable. I just kind of really like the dark green. I think any dial that can shift colors, which I, from the photos that I've seen of that watch, it really does shift from mm-hmm. black to green. Yeah. And this is a cool effect. So dials that can do that, you know, snaps and claps to you. I dig them. They're very cool. So, and I think that there was something else going on with Speedmasters recently. Real quick. <laughs> I jumped to that too quickly. They did a green Seamaster Professional. It looks cool. Anyway, yes, Speedmasters. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Had yeah. to just acknowledge that it exists. Um, there is something that happened with Speedmasters recently. Um, and I want to get into some of the details here because some of the details are ag- absolutely fantastic. But the whole moon swatch thing, it's it's actually, it's one of the things that like... I, I wasn't quite sure. I was talking to our buddy, Mike Stockton about this. And he's like, when he had heard that they were doing this, he's like, this could go one of two ways. He goes, and I don't know. He goes, it'll be interesting. This Omega swatch collection is going to be, he goes, I'm curious to see which way they go. And all the jokes as they were teasing it, I think our, our watch clicker was like, Hey, have you heard that link that, that Ford by Lincoln? And I was like, yeah, it was called a Mercury and it didn't go well. Um, <laughs> it didn't go well recently. At least it went well for a very long time. And then it didn't go well. Um, but uh, you're like, what is that? And he's like, it could be good. Or and then, then when he saw it, I got the text message. like, oh, it's good. You're gonna want one. <laughs> like he's like, it's good. <laughs> and I don't think he's wrong. I mean, there are some colorways that I don't like better than others. But the fact that they decided somewhere in the parent company, like the fact that they decided, hey, let's make a carbon copy of the Moon Watch case in bioceramic for swatch. Come on, that's cool. <laughs> just just further proof everyone loves ceramic, like the ceramic blades on Manscaped Trim. Uh, <laughs> Had to work it in. Mower. Lawn mower. <laughs> what's that, what's yeah. that promo code again? <laughs> Ding. Buzz cut for 20% off and free shipping. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, every episode, I'm, I'm not going to be this obnoxious about it. Uh, listeners and just having fun with uh, the first uh, ad read hopefully with yes. my name yeah 
<laughs> I, I so Spence, when I was over, you were telling me like vaguely, oh, did you hear about uh you know, did you hear about this moon swatch thing? And since I'm off of uh Instagram uh for for Lent, yeah, I really have been uh tapped out and only getting what you can read at like Fratello and Hodinki and stuff like that. So the idea just seemed super weird, super odd. But now that we we see all of the pictures out, uh, they knocked it out of the park. Uh, I love the fact that they decided to just go nuts. They went all in. This was not a dipping your toe in the water to see what temperature it is. This was, we are going to tool up 11 different product codes that are not just different, but they are radically different. The, these guys know that they've got a hit on their hands and they're just going full bore. I can see this. Nobody that wants an actual Omega Moonwatch is going to settle for one of these. This is purely accretive stuff. And you are building a pipeline of people that are not going to shell out six and change grand right now for, for the real meal deal. But you're going to habituate them to thinking, hey, in the future, I, I might want to do that. I, I do think that you're you're building a, a customer base. I think they did this without cheapening uh, the brand. Well, and I think I'm kind of surprised that they have the the mission to the moon one that is so close to to the real moon watch. I mean, like obviously the. Um, the subdials aren't in the same position, yada 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 yada. But the the colorways are, are very close. But they also that's a an extra neat link back to you know the the real meal deal. So I'm I'm super excited for this. You don't tool up this many product codes for it to be a limited release sort of thing i mean they, they've already said oh no it's not a limited release but i i'm hoping um I, some somebody brought that up actually spencer might have been you like maybe this will wind up being like a, a time xq right xqs when they dropped were were stupid hard to get and you know eventually they were fairly uh viable uh, off of the website. I mentioned it was a, a, a bro posted. I don't know if he was the one who had it, but he goes, this is what we call the time XQ effect. It was really hard to get for like three months and then you can get them. Um, I think as they roll out a little yeah. bit more, you know, I, it's only going to be in select swatch boutiques to start, but I feel like, you know, from what Fratello was saying, and they're, they're fairly close with, with that brand and that specific watch. Um, that eventually these will roll out to the point where either you'll be able to, to ship them from a swatch boutique or buy them online at some point. Um, I, I mean, it, it, I think it kind of goes without saying that like Buzzy said, this is for people who aspire to a, what, like, I don't think people buy this. It's like, yeah, this is good enough. It's like, no, I, I'm going to buy this now as a kid into, into space and I'm going to buy a moon watch eventually. Or if you're a, if somebody who, if you're somebody who has a moon watch or different variations is like, Okay, I'm gonna get one of these too. Cause like for me, I think they're all cool. You know, there's some colorways like better than others. There's a couple I've got my eye on. Oddly enough, 
like I, I was kind of joking. I was like, hey, if they're doing nine or how it's like, oh, they're doing 11 and, and they did a Pluto. Good, because Pluto got the shaft from NASA. Pluto is a planet in my book. I know that it's not scientifically a planet <laughs> anymore, but I learned all nine planets and I'm glad Pluto has one and it's a damn good colorway. <laughs> I, I, I love that elliptical orbit. The, the the most fun of all orbits. And I love the fact that you, you could totally dunk on people like to, I think the late nineties, like, well, you know, actually Pluto is closer to the sun right now. Mm-hmm. than Neptune is mm-hmm. Do that at uh, cocktail parties. There's a co- I mean, there's some great ones, <laughs> which I was attending in middle school. The, the mission to Mars being a, a kind of a nod to the Alaska project. Like, they just, they did some cool things. I'm a little mad that the Chrono subdials have loom on them, and my Speedmaster doesn't. <laughs> so, like, and, they, and they, they put them on essentially the same strap that, like, the NASA strap that they came out with, except the plus, like, I don't know, it has the Swatch logo on the crystal versus the Omega logo, Omega logo on the crystal. Like, they just did a lot. Like, they got all the details right on this, and, like, it just it seems like so much fun. All right, Spangler, which one's your favorite? Yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, Spence, you mentioned the mission to Mars in the Alaska project. That one's, I, I gotta that's say, good. that's, that's it going to be good, my man. pick. It's really good. You don't have to. Yeah. You, know, and it, you can pick top three, man. Don't, don't, yeah, don't for, I mean, 260 bucks. One. You may end up with more than one. Like I'm, I'm getting one because I want to wear one to golf. Like it's light enough. I could actually swing a golf club and not kill my elbow with it. Like that's like, I'm like, this is my golf watch. I'm getting one. Yeah. I think, well, if I'm going to go top three, it's going to be the Mission to Mars, the uh, Saturn one, and then, honestly, I guess just the Mission to the Moon, like the one that cool. just like the, the moon Jupiter's walk, cool with khaki, Saturn's yeah. neat. Uh, the khaki and the taupe, let's be real, it's almost the same color. Um, Pluto has, <laughs> it's like a maroon tack, subdials, like a cream dial, but then like a light gray case. Like it's like, it's a lot going on, but it works. I don't like the sun. Um, the sun just, it's a very, very yellow. Mercury's kind of cool. Cause it's like, it looks like the moon yeah. watch, but it has like a gray, the gray, the step dial is gray, but then the dial is black. Like that one's cool. Um, everyone's mm-hmm. joking. And we have two in group chats about a certain planet. And I, I will have you all know, I was a bit of an astronomy <laughs> nerd as a kid. You know, it's a surprise at all. You know, I'm, I'm into watches and I was a nerd as a kid. Um, it's actually pronounced Uranus. That is the official way you pronounce that planet. It is Uranus. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> nerd. That is how you say it. I know a couple of astronomers from when I was a kid. It's Uranus. I took astronomy at Notre Dame as an elective, not as a major, but it was fun. It's Uranus. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's more say, fun that, like a... that it's a mission to Uranus. Uh, just so, you know, <laughs> come on, let's be real here. Go to that Fratello video. That's... Minute thirty six, Mark. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I really my my favorite is that Mercury it's one. It's uh, it's very yeah. It, it's the the alter ego of of the moon mm-hmm. one and it, it makes it just different enough from from the real thing uh, for it to like fully be its own concept you know the, the alter ego like thebes was like the altar to uh to athens mm-hmm. but thebes was super crummy like to hell with thebes <laughs> that's that's pretty much what all of the uh 
the ancient plays had to say. I like Mission to Mercury. I like... I would really prefer to see it in person. I think Mission on Earth is it looks pretty, pretty dope. The, the case color, I can't tell how um, seafoam green that's going to be when it's on my my freckled wrists <laughs> instead of on the background that matches it yeah. perfectly. Um, and uh, Neptune's kind of a sleeper hit. Jupiter. Jupiter looks good. It Neptune is, is a sleeper. Is. Yeah, I, I can't go be, I have a hard time between for, for my third place between Jupiter and Neptune, because I think if Jupiter, if all the subtitles had red hands, uh, that, that that would put it over the top, but Neptune is is super sweet. Although Jupiter, I mean, come on, this uh, I, I saw a very good meme one time. It was like a two panel thing, and like the first panel is like modern astronomers, and it's like some soy jack. Like, oh, we'll name this planet X twenty three, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then the yeah, you know, the second one was ancient astronomers, and it's like some chad like. This is the largest planet. We will name it after the king of our gods. Yes, Jupiter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jupiter's a pretty good one. It's I will say I'm I'm quite excited for this because I'm actually going to uh, we do things in school called externships. I'm gonna be working at a clinic here coming up for about two weeks. And the clinic that I'm working at is actually located Ooh. in Houston, Texas. And there happens to be a swatch boutique that is, is getting these in Houston. Ooh. So fingers crossed that they will have them or if, at least if, some if you need them, DM Spangler. Because everybody's been DMing everybody <laughs> who they know who lives near this stuff. So anyway, and, and Spangler. Yeah. yeah. If, if my connect doesn't come mm. through, I, I will uh, be hitting you up. Spangler, even. to your point though, yeah, you made a you, point you, about the Aquateras a second ago saying, oh, which color, you're dropping all these colors. See, you want to talk about? I think mm-hmm. this is a this is a neat way for Omega to see. Okay, we've got the dark side, the gray side, the white side. What color ceramics should we mix next? Well, why don't we have Swatch put out a bunch mm-hmm. of different ones in bio ceramic? Whichever one takes off, that's what we do next. It's, I mean, think about it. There's 11 different, very brightly I mean, colored watches. You're going to be like, oh, man, all the blues are going nuts. We need to do an- – like, I guess they do have the blue side or the blue ceramic one. It's like – it's a way for them to say, okay, do we do a tan ceramic for $11,000? Do we do a yellow ceramic? It's not going to be the yellow one, let's be real. <laughs> I think – yeah. I think <laughs> if they do a tan ceramic, that's very a la IWC with their Mojave. Um, it is. It's a I think they do ceramic in that, yeah. that tan. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I feel like that market's kind of filled. But, I mean, I know red is po- a polarizing color. But, man, it would be very cool to see I'm a, a big red fan. ceramic. I'm a big fan. Or, like, a light. Yeah. Like, I think the other thing, too, that if they can figure out. Now, I think in the Speedy, it's not a single piece. It's not a monocot case. So, like, uh, it's like if you do a, a a light gray case, but like with like a maroon ceramic bezel or something like that, I think you could look at some things and be like, okay, mm. what aspects of what watches look good together? Like, okay, let's do, let's do a multicolored ceramic with different components. And like, I, I think there's a lot of places that Omega t- could take this and, and let's be real. We were joking about this, like just like with the OPs and I'm sure just like with eventually the Aquaterra is, 
there's going to be one version of this watch that is damn near impossible to get. I don't know which one it's going to be yet. It'll be the sun. <laughs> It'll be the sun. The Venus one. The pink one that has the the <laughs> nod to the the uh, Speedmaster 38 subdials that are a little bit more oval. Um, but good on them. That comes. It, that one comes with two straps. Um, but I can also see a lot of people getting the yes. like. Pink's a fun color. We joked about with Oris Cotton Candy. If I'm getting one of those, I'm getting the pink one because of course I am. Um, I mean, there's going to be one that's going to be almost <laughs> impossible yet. I don't know which one it's going to be yet, but there's going to be one. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Sheer excitement wise. It's such a, it's just such a great idea. Just like flood the zone with all of these. You know, they're industrial design. People had to have been having a field oh, yeah. day coming up with all of these. Well, and let's be real. Yeah. This is one of those things where you're like, I want all of them. I want, if you want all of them in the suitcase at two sixty a pop, you're talking less, less than three thousand dollars for all eleven of these. If you wanted all of them, and I, I was talking with 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 Matt McD earlier today um, from Spirit of Time. I think that the reason you're going to see even more demand for these than normal is this isn't just for watch collectors. There are people. There's a subset of why these people are watch collectors, but there there are people who collect swatches. They don't get into other stuff. They're like, I love yes. swatches. Like mm-hmm. this is going to be a thing for that group of people as well. So for all of us actual watch nerd, not actually not like swatch nerds are watch nerds too. I'm including them. Bigger tent, you know, more people. Yay. Um, I, I'm very inclusive that way. Mm-hmm. Like more people who like any type of watch. Cool. But like the people who are into the higher and stuff, like, Oh, this is a neat thing. Like there are people who are like, I have literally every swatch ever made. I'm buying all of these. Like those people exist and they're going to want these. So it's a bigger market than just yeah. us type of nerds who only like, this is big. This is going to be big for them. So. Yeah. Without a doubt. And the, the other thing too, uh, at, at that two sixty price point, that is a, Hey, like maybe I'll get one for my teenager oh, completely. sort of thing. Completely. Right. That, they, that opens up the uh, possibility of, of gifting, so yeah, I, I agree. Um, they'll move a lot of these uh, in terms of uh, numbers of units. Well, we got a couple of other things to talk about real quick before we get to the one that I'm the most excited about. So, um, Salon Jeans, sticking with the Swatch Group, they they came out with a new GMT, a Flyer GMT, nonetheless. You too can have the longest jeans and you can also have true flyer functionality. It looks good. A hair under 3K. It does. So I really, I really like so the the um the mm-hmm. spirit, right? I really like the, the watch that they based it yeah. off of. I've never tried it on, but just for in in abstract uh, the 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 way that the dial is laid out, it just it looks beautiful. And to, but I always have this uh, prejudice against something with a fixed bezel that is is that large. To me, fixed bezels um, really should be like a, a forty and below. And it's not. In it's really more of a dial size thing than than the case size, right? Um, but man, 
Yeah, they, they knocked it out so of this, the park. This one's a fixed the, bezel. It's got a nice knurling on it. I would have thought it was... No, it's not. I, no, the, the predecessor. The predecessor. Okay, yeah. Well, as I say, the what are the 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 thirty eight millimeter that they came out on that line with? Not for the GMT, but the like, just kind of like their thirty eight millimeter three hander was one of uh, um, Bro and Schmidt's like sleeper watches in the in the episode they did for that. Like yes. that, that's a long jeans. I don't think gets the respect that they deserve at times. Kind of being in that weird, they're in that weird. It's like you know, if you want something that's that's little like in the swatch group, inexpensive, you got. Like not next, but like really good value. You got to sell in Hamilton, kind of fill that, and then you start to get into you know Omega, and then obviously you have Blanc Pond and all the other really high end stuff. But like they're in that kind of weird no man's land. That's like you know you can get some stuff. Some of their high accuracy quartz is in like the high three figures, low four figures. Then you get to some of the like it's just they're in a weird spot where you can be like, well, if I'm going to spend under three thousand, I could spend just a little bit more and get a bond watch. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's in that weird spot, but this is the colorways are really good. The dial, like it's, it's, it's a really neat package. Um, I think the only, the only downside for some people might be the size at 42 millimeters, but I'm curious as to how this is going to wear. I think the lug to lugs a little bit long at 49, but you got to try it on. Let's try it on. Yeah. And it has, it has male end links too, which will make it wear you know, even, even larger. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think 42 is is just table stakes for, do you want an automatic GMT, especially a, uh, a flyer one, right? Because you, you can get like a 40 millimeter cased, um, collar GMT. I mean, goodness, uh, my first automatic watch was an an alpha, right? So like a, a, a Pepsi, uh, knockoff in the 40 millimeter case with a you know automatic Chinese movement with, with that at tacked on 24 hour hand. So you know you can do a collar all day with with modest dimensions, but it you know a true flyer GMT. It just seems like if you're going to be spending under Rolex GMT Master money, it's going to be in the 42 and it's going to be a little bit thick. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only ones that are close are the Grand Seikos that are at, at 40, but they're still north of five. Like that's like, if you want to be on, if you want to be sub five, sub four, I think you're right. You got to be in a bigger case. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to a lot of watches, I like to keep the motto of keep it simple, stupid. Um, and so when it comes to this watch, I, I don't know what the the they're referencing with the stars on the dial. I don't know if you guys know that. I don't. I think they're kind of out of place. There, there's something to be honest with you. Uh, the spirit um, line that there's a reason it has five stars. I've read the reason. I don't remember the reason offhand. Um, yeah, I think there is a reason. Yeah, yeah, there is something to do with them. But I feel like it, I will say the this, dial though, is not the place to put the five stars. Aside from that, they're in one row versus five separate lines of text. So, you know, just if you're taking notes, um, it's in one line, not in four or five lines. Just, just saying <laughs> to, to me, I think more lines. Make how, how many lines, better. how many lines do you need there? Spangler? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll, I'll see how many lines. <laughs> Well, Evan's off on this field trip. I my uh, four lines. Okay, my, four lines. 
Four. Okay. So I think that it is ornamentation. It, it works. I mean, number one, it's counterbalanced by the, the, uh, yeah. the winged time uh, un- under the long jeans. So, you know, the long jeans logo. But also, you know, if you look at the minute track, if you look at the little um, diamond markers next to all of the Arabics, like it's it's a dial that has a lot going on. I think if it was like a more sparse dial and it had those those stars on there, it would be maybe a little bit more out of the place. But I think it works. I think it works really well. Yeah, and Buzz, you mentioned the dial too. Now that I'm looking at the pictures a little bit more thoroughly here, it's got some sneaky depth to it. That uh, outer chapter ring appears to be a little bit raised on it, which I did not notice at first glance. So that's a cool touch. Yeah. I mean, for for a hair under under 3K, that's, uh, that's killer. It really is. And it, you're right. It is interesting because long jeans like... I think that most people understand that they, as a company, have been around for a while. Um, they certainly sponsor a ton of, like, you know, yuppie sports, if you will. But, it, <laughs> like, within the watch nerd community, they, they really, people rarely talk about them. I mean, the, those uh, legend divers, those right? really the, good. The, the two crown. Those were sweet, and th- those definitely had a moment uh, a couple of years ago. But you know, other than that, it, you just don't. You're the official timekeeper of Keenlot, one of my favorite places to go every April and October. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Got to race them ponies. Well, we're getting close close to the hour mark, and we have a lot still to cover. So, uh, Bulgari, real quick, they set another record, and they put an NFT on the dial or a QR code for an NFT on the dial. Dumb. Well, that part, so yes. <laughs> the, the, the watch itself is pretty insane. <laughs> very cool yeah, watch. Very, came out with some cool other watch. stuff with like sketches on the dial. They're a little trippy. Um, they're cool. They're a little trippy. Not necessarily for me, but uh, like seeing seeing pictures of that watch, the, the profile of that Octo, the world's thinnest watch, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. It so the. In general, their Octoline is the watch that I both like a ton and also have serious doubts that I could like ever pull it off, owning one and wearing one. Like eat to me, even more than a uh, like a Cartier tank or, or reverse. So it, it's definitely it's definitely more out there, more more high concept. Uh, the the QR code on this ultra thin, eh, kind of gimmicky, but at the same time, at least okay. It, it's obvious that something's going on there, but yeah, you know, it could be way worse, right? At least there's something artsy to a three D barcode that is not uh, on just a, a traditional two D. It's almost like that's the only watch it could kind of fit on. You know what I mean? Like, given how forward <laughs> design that watch is, it's mm-hmm. it's weird, it's gimmicky, but it doesn't look completely out of place like it would on a lot of other watches. You know what I mean? Like, 
think it's weird. I think it's a, it's definitely yeah. a gimmick, but it, that's the one watch I think it could work yeah. on. So. Yeah. I'll agree to so, that. Would have been such a fun thing to engineer. Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness. So I just want to go back <laughs> really quickly. I know, I know we're talking about all the new stuff, but I want to go back to episode 23 of this podcast. Episode 23. Oh. That was when we had our first conversation with VJ from Oris. We, uh, he was kind enough to reach out in our early days, send us a couple of watches to review. And one of the ones he sent us that we requested was the PPX, which is the halo for Oris. And I think all three of us were very impressed with that watch. It's a bit big, crazy open concept. You know, their their big their big movement. Um, I can't remember caliber one one ten, um, like in house manual wine. Just like that's a statement piece watch. And if you haven't listened to that episode, which it was an earlier one, go back and listen to it. There's a, there's a point there where we talk about how much we like that watch, but there was something that, you know, we were really hoping that they would eventually make. And they did it. Now it doesn't have the rotating bezel thing that we would really hope for. But if you're listening to this, (laughs) that would mean that you can go out to their website or wherever, because it's watches and wonders right now. And they dropped a new PPX and it is in titanium it has the bracelet. It is 39 millimeters. It has three dial colors. And we had one for a few days and it was amazing. <laughs> I like I am over. Yes, the moon we did. So so those of you who listened last week for the F1 episode, our buddy Josh Shanks was on. And I was lucky enough that when when our, our two other friends left, we were I was still catching he goes, Hey, you're gonna get this tomorrow in a press release, but I want to show you something. And he pulled it up on screen and I literally, I could not sleep that night. I could not, it's like a 39 millimeter PPX with that bezel, with those dial waves, with the bracelet, with the lift, like everything that we would want in that watch in 39 millimeters. It's, it's, I, 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 I was, I was astounded. I was like, I was really hoping when I was talking to Rolf and talking to VJ when we were in Vail and saying, Hey, they're like, Hey, you haven't done a pilot's watch with that. He's right. We haven't. It's like, you know, we want to make sure it's in the right piece that speaks to the movement with the technology. And I was like, Oh man, I wonder what they're going to do with this. Cause it could be a really cool pro pilot, but it's not, it's a PPX. It's the second PPX they did <laughs> in blue salmon, which is kind of orangey or this gray dial with black hands and black markers. I am, you can, I'm so excited about this. Like they're going to, they did it. They did it guys. They did it. <laughs> yeah. The, so I, I got to, uh, to see the, the blue one that they uh, sent out super slick. It, it's got all of the, it's like, okay. On, on the PPX and the big boy, um, it's pretty much a nonstop buffet of cool stuff to look at it and experience, right? You, you've got that open worked movement, which is you know, with the, the 10 day power reserves and your hand wind it and you're watching the springs wind up. It just, that's a lot of fun. 
but then you you've got the case the the bracelet is so um yeah, you, you just wrist roll for days because everything is brushed, but it's throwing light all over the place. Uh, the kind of angular motif on that bracelet just just makes you think uh, of you know F one seventeen Nighthawk. It just uh, it it looks like you know, okay, it was called an F one seventeen. It wasn't actually a fighter because it didn't have any air to air capabilities. But you you think of a stealth fighter. Uh, the the lift clasp uh, very very neat so on this one you, you have more agreeable sizing you have that awesome and then also there, there are all these like nice small details um the the bezel and then the uh, like outer ring on the case back with with the the slanted cuts to kind of look like more like a, a turbine um so there are all these other little touches the the way that the lugs slightly overlap the bezel so there are all these other little touches that that you you noticed once that shock and awe of of that that open work movement wore off so with, with the the pro pilot x um caliber 400 okay You've you've got the same gorgeous case shape bracelet clasp, but in a, a slightly more like friendly size, right? So Something good. that you're you're going to be more of day to day size. Of, uh, so it's uh, thirty nine uh, millimeters, and it's it's a reasonable thickness. I did not bring my calipers uh, with me, which you know, shame on me. Um, to, to measure thickness the um the dials are kind of they, they've got texture to them uh, which is cool i i really love the blue the blues uh not like an in-your-face blue it's kind of grayish um in certain light um, and the other thing that's interesting is the markers on it actually are they're not carryovers but they're they refer to the markers that are on the very little bit of dial that is on on the ppx uh, which i thought was you know it just it, it fits super well um and and it takes that ppx from being the the halo slash range topper and starts to build it out into an actual product family uh, w which is really, really clever stuff. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I was really, really jazzed with, with what I saw. It, it's interesting because, you know, big brother is clearly it's a flex piece, right? I mean, it's, it's seven and a half, uh, large ones. Uh, it, it's big, it's, it's busy. You know, that's, that's something, you know, it's a little shouty, right and and this one you you could daily it but there's still there's still a lot going on and also like when you look through that case back and you see the caliber 400 that that's like perfectly the aesthetics of that movement and this watch just like perfectly go together um but yeah it's funny because like it could be just like your daily wear three-hander 
but it's also a little bit flexy because you, you've got titanium and you, you've got this, you know, uh, you know exotic uh, bracelet. Uh, so yeah, they they did they did a great job on this. They really did. Well, I mean, I can't say much more that hasn't already been said about this watch. But, you know, Buzz, like you said, it's sort of like Oris building out their product line. Because the original BPX, that's certainly a flex piece. And it's not going to be a watch that everybody wants. A 40, what is that watch? 44, 44 mils, I believe. Yep. Like, I could pull it off on my 7-inch wrist, but like... It's big. It, it's big. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's a big watch. It's skeletonized. It's pricey. Uh, so for the average watch consumer just getting into this or somebody who's looking to get into Oris, that's probably not going to be their first go-to when it comes to picking a watch from Oris. This watch allows that capability, but at a much, you know, less price point and is more inviting, I think, to the majority of watch customers out there. So good on you, Oris. I mean, you did I think good Buzzy's here. point is completely correct. It's like there's a lot going on there, but it could be a daily driver. It could be your – I mean, if you look at watches with a pretty awesome bracelet in titanium, $4,300, bucks, it's, that's, not, that's not a small amount of money. But who else is giving you something that is in that package with that type of a movement for that amount of money? And I, I think – this appeals to those of us who are collectors who know what's going on there, but I feel like there are going to be people who walk in to an Oris boutique or a, an AD, an Oris AD, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm looking around. It's like, you know, you've got the classics looking Diver 65. You've got, if you're, if you're a dive watch guy and you like, there's the Oris, there's the Aquas, pick your size. But if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm looking for you just kind of a really cool watch to wear on a daily basis, this has the new movement anti-magnetism, five-day power reserve. It's got all that. It's in titanium, so it's lightweight, which my grandpa will love. Be remiss to not mention that. Lightweight, super lightweight. I mean, phenomenally lightweight. It's got a really neat bracelet design that's not something that you... Like, it's still a three-link bracelet, but the way the faceting works, it's all... Br- like, it's... It, it, just it catches light like buzzy said it just it's it's unbelievable but it's a three-hander and it's kind of got like that that kind of turbo fan turbine looking bezel on it's a little bit of flash but not a lot and it's all brushed this could be somebody who walks in and is like oh that looks cool i want that like that's gonna be my one watch Mm -hmm. this could be like the, the original ppx is probably not somebody's one watch this watch could be somebody's one watch so it speaks to a lot of us who who like Oris, who like the brand, who like what that original PPX was. It speaks to collectors who are looking for something that, that, that this fits the bill for. It also speaks to somebody who just wants a really cool watch to wear on a daily basis. And that's the watch they're going to wear. It's got 100 meters of water resistance, a screw down crown, it's lightweight. Like This could be a very good one watch. It could also fit nicely into a collection. Uh, but But to me... I just love the fact that this watch exists. Like they took something that was an amazing flex piece in that PPX. And so I, I can remember the reaction. I was like, oh man, Oris is a bit out over their skis on this. Like this is, this isn't Oris. It's like, Hey, hold on a second. This can be their flagship. That's okay. This, 
but if you look at how they finish and everything, like it, I go back to the conversation I had with Rolf, like everything they did in that watch made sense. And it, it cost what it needed to cost because of what they put into that watch. They've got this movement. They've got this higher tech movement that they want to put in this, this newly developed in-house movement that has all the things you want in a daily watch. And like you said, it, you need to put it in the right pilot's watch. I think this, this is the right watch for that movement. It makes sense from a dive watch perspective that caliber 400 went into the aquas. That's their higher tech. That's their high end dive watch. Pro pilot didn't like the regular pro pilot in steel. I don't know that that was, this works. This new PPX, it works. And I love that it's 39 millimeters because it wears so well. Like this, I'm, I'm over the moon. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. You're going to see like, there will be a, in the not too distant future, there's probably going to be a, Hey, Spence has a new watch. It's going to be the PPX. Let's be real. It's going to happen. Call my shot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was super, super impressed with it. I mean, I, I, we, I think, I think that's the end. Like, I, you know, we're, we're dropping this in the middle of watches and wonders. We knew about this one a little bit early, so we can, we can drop this on the day it comes out. I'm super excited about it. I mean, there's, there's other stuff coming out. You'll, you know, next week we'll have another episode about all the other things that came out, but like Oris is one of the first large brands that reached that they, they are the first large brand that reached out to us. You know, they're, they're, they're good people. They make fantastic products. I'm, I'm very excited that this, this exists. I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Let's be real. With that. Well, on that bombshell. <laughs> good and night. And see ya.